All right. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Clash of the Titans. This is Ryan Veter, and there's Jenny, and there's Doug. Woo! Did we do that for the first episode? No. No, we totally didn't. People know what's going on. I think that's always, <laughs> like, there's so many parts of podcast structure that really have no point. Because sure. no one's listening. No one's, like, flipping channels and coming upon a, a podcast that they don't know and thinking, oh, I'll watch five minutes of this and see if it's good. And then sure. you need the theme song or whatever to let people know what the heck they're watching. That's yeah, not no. how it works. You people are here on purpose. You know what you did. Yeah. This is what you get. Um, we're playing a game I wrote called Craverly Heights. Um, it says here, Craverly Heights, an interactive fiction by Ryan Veter, release two, serial number 140414, inform seven build 6G60, I6 slash V6.32, lib 6 twelfths N, Roland <laughs> Memorial Hospital. The whirring and chirping of medical instruments is all around, a worrying commotion to some, but to your ears it is as regular as a heartbeat, as usual as business. While you walk these sterile halls, you are in your element, the element of health. The exit is east. Pauline, pale and frail, looks up at you pleadingly from her supine position aboard her hospital bed. Uh, can we talk to Pauline? I think so. Or it might be Ask Tell. Oh, she says, Oh, Dr. Langridge, Pauline rasps, tell me some good news. I wish I could, you say, but the truth is that your condition is getting worse, and the even worse news is that your insurance won't pay for your procedure. Pauline's lip quivers. Um, ex ex examine me. You are Dr. Langridge, mentor to some, friend to many, and healer to all the citizens of Craverly Heights. Everyone in town knows your name. It is Dr. Langridge. <laughs> uh, an inventory. You are carrying nothing. Jenny, have you played this before? I have played this before. Okay. Um, I think you should be primary driver, but I also think that we should kiss Pauline. Okay. Okay, kiss Pauline. She's not going to bite me in the neck or anything. <laughs> after no spoilers. That, after that last game. <laughs> Okay, kiss Pauline. You lean down until your face almost meets Pauline's. The Hippocratic Oath warns a doctor not to give in to his or her feelings for a patient, you say. But an oath can only be kept for so long. Pauline rises weakly to kiss you passionately. The moment is perfect, but it does not last forever. No one can know about this, you say. Pauline nods weakly. T uh, ask Pauline about Pauline. There is no reply. I think it's only... I think it's uh, just talk to and, like, show. Oh, okay. And did we do an inventory already? Yeah, we don't have anything. Okay. Not even a stethoscope. Not even a what's-it-that-you-wear-on-your-head to show that you're a doctor. And are there any exits in the room? Uh, yeah, I think we go east. Okay. Yeah, the exit is east. East. North hallway. Pauline's hospital room is west from here. The hallway continues south. There's a rack of shelves standing against this end of the hall. 
Examine shelves. On the rack of shelves are a magnifying glass, a framed photo, a pair of sunglasses, and a handgun. Oh my. Um, <laughs> uh, examine photo. In the frame is a photo of a dog. Okay, T- take all from shelf. Okay, got it. Magnifying glass, photo, sunglasses, handgun. Um, look at, uh, examine gun. Nickel-plated, shiny. Okay, north. You can't go that way. The, the other, the rest of the hallway was south. Oh, south. South. <clears throat> hallway intersection. Nobody's around. The hallway runs north, south, east, and west from here. A non-diegetic bulletin is posted on the wall. <laughs> Read bulletin. The bulletin reads, Hey, you with the keyboard, let me know what you think of this game on Twitter, rcveter, or via email, rcveter at me.com. Here's a tip. To finish the game, you're going to have to use the verb show, as in show thing to person. You might also have to point thing at person at some point. Thanks for playing. I bet I can guess which things we're going to have to show and point. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering, is there anybody in this game besides Pauline? Uh, Let's go talk to... Well, let me explore around a bit, and then I'll go back to Pauline. West? West. West hallway. Craverly Manor is south from here. The hallway continues east. South. Craverly Manor. A gargantuan portrait of the hawk-eyed and hawk-nosed Leopold Craverly stares down at you from its perch on the mahogany, mahogany, mahogany paneled wall. (laughs) The exit is north. Standing beneath the portrait is Leopold Craverly himself, identical to his own image in every way. He eyes you sternly from his perch atop. (laughs) 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 They're both perched on things. He eyes you sternly from his perch atop his snake-headed cane. Mm. Wait, he's perched atop his snake-headed cane? Yeah, imagine like, a guy... He's not like on top balanced, of it like a No, yogi? but he's leaning on it. Oh, it's okay. good writing, Jenny. Okay. I wouldn't expect you to know anything about that. Hey! Bizern. Um. Ouch. Um, I take the... You know... Yeah, I'm going to take his cane. Yeah, take his cane. (laughs) That seems to belong to Leopold Craverly. Okay. Talk to Leopold. What's new over at Roland Memorial, Langridge? Leopold asks. It's Gina's daughter, Pauline. They can't afford the only procedure that will keep her alive. But, Mr. Craverly, I know you are not an uncharitable man. Leopold lets loose a torrent of guffaws. I think that sentence needs more one more negative language. Of what concern to me is the situation of a girl I wouldn't recognize on the street? Your response to this question is a glare like a polished silver dagger. Hmm. Which you can then use to murder a vampire. Show, uh, uh, show the gun to Leopold. A cute toy, Craverly says, clearly unimpressed by the instrument of death you present to him. Be careful with it. You might break a window. He (laughs) guffaws enthusiastically at his own flimsy joke. Hmm. And he's not one easily intimidated, I guess. Uh, No. He might react differently if we pointed at him. Yeah. 
was not going to go there quite yet. Oh, okay. show, show the picture to him. What's that there? Craverly asks. It's Wendell, you say, Pauline's dog. Ah, I see, I see. And how has he been doing? He died three years ago, you answer meaningfully. <laughs> under mysterious circumstances. Ooh. Craverly stares meaningfully back at you. So now we've got a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Show the magnifying glass to Leopold. <laughs> I just remembered the response to showing the magnifying glass to someone else. That's really oh, funny. I don't remember whether this response is as funny. Probably not. Leopold scoffs at your proffered magnifying glass. I'm afraid I don't have time for your hardy boys shenanigans language. <laughs> um, uh, let's point the gun at Leopold. You point the gun squarely at Leopold Craverly. Leopold regards the handgun with a cool indifference. Put that thing down, Langridge. You're liable to hurt yourself. All right. uh, I'm going to leave him for now. Okay. Uh, Go north. To the... To back to the... I don't remember what room it was. You want to go to the the hospital? Yeah, go back to the hospital. Okay. Go to hospital. I'm not going to use go to command. (laughs) Terrible. Use... North. Use the, the north and then west and then north and then east. The, yeah. Never mind, I won't say. Um, here we are in the hospital. The whirring and chirping of medical instruments is all around. Uh, east? East East yeah. is into the hallway where the shelves oh, okay. was. Well, am I back at Pauline's room now or where am I? Look. Um, okay, hold on. If you're in, I'm here in the north hallway. It says Janine's hospital room is west from here. The hallway continues south. Go west. Um, here we are in Pauline's hospital room. Okay, talk to Pauline. Can't anything be done, Dr. Langridge? Oh, <laughs> whoops! <laughs> Can't anything be done, Dr. Langridge? Pauline asks pitifully. I'll talk to your mother, you say, though your countenance does not inspire confidence. Can we show her the magnifying glass? glass to Pauline. As Pauline looks through the magnifying glass, an expression of befuddlement overtakes her face. Everything is distorted and strange, she says. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a good response. (laughs) Wait, wait. That's in the nature of a lens, you respond. They can reveal to us the world's secret truths, or they can show us a bizarre parody of our lives as if reflected in a funhouse mirror. We must always be mindful of this when we gaze through a glass, you say. Thanks, Dr. Langridge. Now I want to look through the magnifying glass. (laughs) You lean in for a closer look at the bed. Okay. Um, All right, east... Okay. Hallway. The, All right, and then south. And then, okay, so we're at the intersection. And then, uh, the, can I go east from here? East or south or north or west? West, I've already been, I think. East. Yeah, east. East hallway. Gina's Pizzeria is north from here. The hallway continues west. East. No. North. <laughs> east doesn't go anywhere. North. <laughs> North. Okay. Gina's Pizzeria. The tender light of the morning, or the very early evening, casts itself softly against the downy linen of spotless white tablecloths and the Italian flag hanging from the wall. The exit is south. 
It looks like Gina's not here yet, you announce to the empty room. I wonder where she is. The room <laughs> is silent. Um, and what's the name of the character here? Gina. Gina. All right, talk to Gina. She's not, she's not here yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I wonder where she is. Um, uh, north. And is there any other directions I can exit the room besides uh, south? No, the only way out of Gina's pizzeria is south. Okay. Uh, can I yell? Yell. That's not a verb I recognize. Uh, um, south? South. Gina's pizzeria is north from here. The hallway continues west. West. Uh, here's the four-way intersection. South. South. South hallway. The break room is east from here. The hallway continues north. East. Here we are in the break room. An antique vending machine makes up most of the tiny room. The exit is west. On the table is a script. Lane is sitting around with a blank look on her face. Read script. Read script. Two pages. The first page reads, Craverly Heights, episode number 6001. If it's so easy, why don't you write it yourself? The second page is blank. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk to Lane. Talk to Lane. Hey, Lane, you say, shouldn't you be down at the pizzeria? Lane's eyes widen. Oh, shoot. Sorry, sorry. She continues to apologize as she rushes out into the hall. Uh, examine the machine, the vending machine. Yeah. There's one sticky note on this machine that says out of order. And there's another sticky note that says this machine owes me $7,000. <laughs> uh, can I look in the machine? You find nothing of interest. Okay. Let's unpack that for a second. At the going rate of uh, like a bag of chips, that means that they put money into an out of order machine seven thousand like, times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> kind of poor planning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I go. I go west. Uh, west. Yeah. Okay. I want to go back to the pizzeria. You can take okay. me there. Okay. There's the pizzeria. The tender light of the morning or the very early evening casts itself softly against the downy linen of spotless white tablecloths and the Italian flag hanging from the wall. Uh, the exit is south. Gina is here, resoluting. Re, pff, Gina is here, resolutely straightening things out in anticipation of the day's business. Uh, talk to Gina. Pauline's insurance has run out, you say. Gina's expression descends into concern. She'll need a procedure or she'll die, you continue. Is there any way you can pay for it? This pizzeria is barely paying its for its own bills, says Gina. All the money I could have spent to save Pauline's life I spent on my dream of becoming a restaurateur. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to live with our mistakes, you say. But Pauline may not have long to live with yours. Ooh, snap. Gina tries to hide her face. Um, well, if I talk to her again, will she give me a different response? Yes. What about Pauline's father, you ask? Could he pay for the procedure? Doc, Pauline's father isn't in Antibes. 
your jaw slackens at the sound of Gina's revelation. The fact is, I don't know who Pauline's father is. Your expression is one of shock. Uh, I'm going to keep talking to her. It's the same response. Same response. All right. Examine Gina. Gina is clearly in the midst of a valiant attempt to radiate her usual cheer, but her mien is marred by the looming knowledge of her beloved daughter's ill condition. Her pink blouse is wrinkled, belying the distraction that bedevils even the most meticulous of worried mothers. So I'm going to show the picture to her. Gina regards the photo sadly. Oh, Wendell, you big lug. Why do you have to leave us? She asks. You don't have any clues to the mystery of his death, you ask. Gina regards you angrily. Are you accusing me of something? She asks. Of course not, you answer. Oh, I just got an idea. I want to look at the photo with the magnifying glass. Uh, look at photo with magnifying glass. Oops. You can't see any such thing. Look at photo in magnifying glass. I'm pretty sure I implemented looking at things in... Through? Uh, through magnifying glass add photo? Yeah. Well, if this were actually a clue, I think you would have implemented a few <laughs> more ways. <laughs> I get it's evidence that it's yeah. not. No. Let's look at the photo, though. Look at photo again. A photo of B Pauline's beloved golden retriever, Wendell, a faithful companion to his owner, and beloved of all citizens of Craverly Heights, Wendell was cut down before his time under mysterious circumstances. Um, can I look at things in the photo, like Wendell? Wendell, I bet it's just the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, show the gun to Gina. Gina regards your gun with a skeptic's pair of eyes. Why would a doctor need a gun? She asks. I kind of wondered the same thing earlier. Uh -huh. We doctors need a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> You answer meaningfully. <coughs> um, show the magnifying glass. Are you on a trail? Are, are you on a trail? Are you on the trail of a mystery? Gina asks. In my own way, I suppose. I am, you say meaningfully. I, I thought there was supposed to be some woman named Lane here also. Is that different woman? Uh, Lane was the woman in the break room. And she went back to... She, You told her that she needs to be in the pizzeria, and she left. And when you got to the pizzeria, Gina was there. So there's no Lane here. Ask Gina about Lane. There's no reply. Ask Gina about Gina. Oh, you don't do the ask to tell. I don't think it's ask to tell, yeah. Yeah, all right. Um... <sighs> Jenny, you got any suggestions? Um, yeah, having played this before, I have I have a few suggestions. Where should I be focusing? There's a lot of stupid stuff you can do in yeah. this game. Well, I think I think a fun thing to do would be to go out into the hallway and put on the sunglasses. Oh, I forgot about the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. and then try talking to some people again. Oh, okay, I forgot yeah. about the sunglasses. Uh, all right, south. South, here yeah. we are hallway where the sunglasses yeah you put on the pair of sunglasses and let me take my inventory just in case there's anything else i've forgotten about 
Gun, sunglasses, photo, magnifying glass. Right, everything else I remembered. Uh, examine the sunglasses. Grossly out of fashion and as flimsy. Okay, north. Uh, the tender light of the morning, or the very early evening, casts itself softly against the downy linen of spotless white tablecloths and the Italian flag hanging from the wall. Uh, Gina is me. here. Talk to Gina. Hello, Gina, you say, your teeth flashing impishly from between your wily lips. Gina's face is a stoic cliff carved from stone. Sid, you're supposed to be in a federal prison. Your cackling is like an incoming thunderstorm. People seem to think so, but I figure wherever I am is where I'm supposed to be. You smirk. <laughs> so all it took was a pair of sunglasses and uh, yeah. suddenly I'm Sid. Yeah. I kind of like that. Um, show where the gun. Is that the gun you used to shoot the mayor? <laughs> <laughs> Gina asks. Now nah, this gun is innocent, you say, quickly adding, and so am I. Right, I'm going to go back to Leopold and try okay. to try to threaten him again. So point gun at Leopold? Yeah. You have to be with Leopold first. You point the handgun squarely at Leopold Craverly. Leopold re regards the handgun with a cool indifference. Put that thing down, Sydney. You're liable to hurt yourself. He says exactly the same thing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, too bad. Um, ask him about Pauline. No, I can't. I just talked to him then. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, talk to Leopold. Hello there, Leo, you say. Out of prison again, Leopold begins. And you say, naturally, as he says, I see. You both stop talking and Leopold coughs, waiting for you, him, waiting for you to talk to him again. Let's talk to him again. Talk to him. Okay. Hello there, Leo, you say. Out of prison again, Leopold says, and then he is quiet for a moment. Naturally, you say, too late, and Leopold shakes his head. Sorry, let's try it one more time. You <laughs> shuffle your feet. Okay. Talk to him again. Okay. Hello there, Leo, you say. Out of prison again, Leopold says, and you say, naturally, Leopold nods. Phew. Took a while. Yeah. But we got it. Um. All right. I, I'm not sure. Let me look at his, his painting. The portrait may resemble Craverly even more than does Craverly himself. Art imitates life, yes, but life is messy and inaccurate. Art is perfect and reflects the real world as it really is. Hmm. Deep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go back to Pauline. I think Pauline is the one we haven't talked to while we're in disguise. Uh, here's Pauline. Just talk to her? Yeah. Sydney! Pauline's eyes widen as they detect your identity. You shouldn't be here. What if the doctor, your twin, sees you? You leave the nerd to me, sugar babe. I've been dealing with that clamshell since the day we were both born. Okay, I'm going to kiss kiss Pauline. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> you plant a long, meaningful kiss on Pauline's quivering lips. It's been so long, she sighs. Ah. 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> so show her the photograph. There's a lot of a lot of words here. Salty, unhappy tears well up in Pauline's eyes as she regards the image of her beloved dog. I miss him so much, she says. But you remember why we killed him, don't you? You ask. <gasps> of course. Wendell kept trying to dig up the place where we buried the jewels. <gasps> yeah, well, right after I got out of prison, I went back to that place where we buried the jewels, but someone got there first. Someone dug them up. Pauline gasps. But who else knew about the jewels? Only one person, you menacingly say. Uh-oh. Ooh. Um, point the gun at Pauline. You point the handgun squarely at Pauline. What are you doing? Pauline shrieks. You'll see soon enough, you say menacingly. Talk to Pauline. You came back for me, Sydney, Pauline says, her chest working double time to force the words out of her lungs. I sure did, sugar babe. Um... I'm going to take my glasses off now. Uh, doff glasses. This is not a suitable venue for you to be altering your appearance so drastically and cavalierly. Oh. All right. We're going to go east. Okay. All right. Take off the glasses. You take off the pair of sunglasses. West. Here we are in the hospital. We're back in Pauline's room. Yeah. All right. Kiss Pauline. You kiss Pauline again. She responds with enthusiasm despite her bedridden condition. <laughs> A lot of kissing going on in this game. Uh, Whose well, fault is that? <laughs> it's the player, right? <laughs> yep. Um, so I uh, show the photo to Pauline. At the sight of her beloved departed dog, Pauline's expression sinks still further into the mire of melancholy. Oh, Wendell, she mourns on the verge of weeping. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Wendell, she mourns on the verge of weeping. If only you were here, I wouldn't feel nearly so awful if I ever find out who took you from me. But Wendell's death was ruled an accident, you say. Pauline fixes you with as steely a glare as she can muster in her depleted state. You don't believe that, do you? she asks. No, you say. So now that I know that she's lying, I, I guess yeah. I need to find some evidence that I can show to her. Um, Jenny, you got more suggestions? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what kind of hint level yeah um yeah i remember is... something that you may have forgotten that we've read out loud oh mm. which what is, is that? that uh only one other person knows about wendell or no about where they buried the jewels oh i took that i mean pauline was the only other person yeah so i did there's, too there's I somebody she was else the one who said it yeah okay i thought it meant so there's a third person who knows um Let's go, uh, this is where I start testing the implementation, and I type in okay. X, Y, Z, Z, Y. Nope. It's not implemented? 
Okay. It, I I should have had the response to Zizzy be nope. <laughs> um, that's almost always the first thing. The first three things I type when I play a game are the uh, ex- examine me, and if it doesn't, if it gives me like the default inform response for examine me, mm-hmm. I just shut the game down. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I usually type X Y Z Z Y. Um, yeah. All right. So let's go find the other play. Let's go find the other people. I'm gonna exit. Uh, oh, I go, I, yeah. We're gonna no. Yeah, I'm gonna go find. Uh, I'm gonna go find Gina again. Okay. Here we are in the pizzeria. Here's Gina. And I'm in. I'm looking like the doctor right now. So I'm gonna show. Right. I'm gonna talk to her. Talk to Gina. What about Pauline? Oh, his. She doesn't know who Pauline's father is. Okay, she's still saying the same thing. Um, show her the picture, the photo. Um, why'd you have to leave us? Are you accusing me of something? Uh, of course not, you answer. Um, show her the gun. Gina regards your gun with the skeptic's eyes. Why would a doctor need a gun? We doctors need a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess I'm going to leave and I'm going to get back in the costume. Uh, so south and put on the glasses and north again. Okay. Because she'll never, she'll never figure out that it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what are we doing? So we go back to Gina dressed as Sid. Right. And uh, I'm going to show her the gun this time. Oh, that's is that the gun you use to shoot the mayor? Yeah, no, I'm going to point. I'm going to point the gun at okay. her this time. You point the handgun squarely at Gina. Gina reels in shock at the sight of the gun that is pointed her way. She cringes audibly. You cackle ominously. Um, I have my finger pointed like a gun. Right. <laughs> Verisimilitude. Yeah. Um. I think I've been doing this every time you point a gun at someone. All right. <laughs> Uh, so talk to, is the gun still at her? If I talk to her, is she saying anything different? Uh, I'm afraid not. She says, what are you still doing here? Asked Gina. Wouldn't you like to know is your menacing reply. So we haven't examined ourselves while we are wearing the sunglasses yet. Examine me. Examine me. You are Sydney Langridge, feared and hated in the town of Craverly Heights and beyond. Only in appearance are you identical to Dr. Langridge, for in words and deeds you are the polar opposite of your do-gooder twin. I wonder if we're actually twins or if we're actually, if he is the same person. It certainly appears that he's the same person. Hmm. Have we examined ourselves um, while we're not in uh, the pizzeria? I thought, oh. yeah, let's go south. Yeah, no, let's go south and do it in the hallway. Examine me. You have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> what? Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. This is interesting. We might examine um, the... Uh, examine the gun. Examine the gun. It said nickel-plated, shiny. Right. And if we go to the pizzeria and we examine the gun, it says, The familiar weight of your gun in your hand is like a soft peck on the cheek from your mother, you assume. Mom always liked your twin better. Hmm. Can we examine? What else have we got? 
Um, we Magn- have four things. Yeah, the magnifying yeah, examine glass. magnifying glass. As a criminal mastermind, you have no need for magnifying glasses. What concerns you is the big picture. Hey. <laughs> All right, and then outside the pizzeria, a cheap, beat-up magnifying glass. How is it that I'm a gangster in the pizzeria and not weird? Go in. Uh, the the description I was referring to with showing the magnifying glass to someone was uh-huh. showing the magnifying glass to Janine with the sunglasses on. So I'm going oh, to let's make do you that. do that. Now. Okay. Uh, let's sound the was. Okay, I'm wearing sunglasses. Show magnifying glass to Pauline. As Pauline looks through the magnifying glass. An expression of befuddlement overtakes her face. Everything is distorted and strange, she says. That's because magnifying glasses are for sucks, you say. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Uh, what does the photo look like in the hallway? Um, in the f- hallway, in the frame is a photo of a dog. All right, in my inventory again is the photo and the gun and the magnifying glass and glass. the sunglasses. Sunglasses. Okay, so there is something else in this game that we could pick up. Oh, that's right. Doug, do you remember what it was? Oh, uh, look, no, look, take all. That's the magic. Take all. <laughs> take we all. already have everything. There are none at all available. Ah. Uh, oh. The thing we haven't picked up is in the break room. Oh, okay. Um, oh, the script. Right, yeah. Let's go to the break room. East, south, 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 southeast. East and uh, take script. Taken. Um, read it again to see if it's changed. Nope. If it's so easy, why don't you write it yourself? The right, second west. page is blank. And north. West, north. We're at the intersection. Yeah. North. North. West. West. All right. Show script to Pauline. Script to Pauline. What's that? Pauline asks. You shake the papers triumphantly. This is my certificate of release from prison. They give you a (laughs) they give you a certificate that says you aren't supposed to be incarcerated anymore. (laughs) In case a cop tries to toss you back in the slammer. I didn't know that, says Pauline. Is that this? Pauline doesn't sound too bright. Um, okay, and then I'm going to go east and change my, take off my glasses and then go west okay. and show the script as the doctor. You place the ta- papers gingerly in Pauline's delicate hands. Are these the test results? Pauline asks. Yes, Janine, you say. Of course they are. It says that outside of quotation marks. <laughs> um, what do they say? You bite your lip thoughtfully. I still need to analyze them, you say. I'll let you know once I'm finished. Okay. So then we can go show the script to uh, all the other characters, too. Let's let's go to Leopold next. Okay. Show script to Leopold. Right. What's this? Um, Leopold asks, eyeing the papers with inexplicable contempt. These are test results, you say. Pauline's test results. Ah, I will attempt an impersonation of someone who cares, then. What do they say? You glare at the old man. 
at his hateful face. I haven't figured that out. Yet. Of course. I expect nothing more from the greatest doctor in Craverly Heights, Leopold Guffaws. <laughs> All right, and then show him... No, I've already shown him the photo as the doctor. Um, I don't think I've talked... I don't think I've talked to him as the criminal since we discovered that uh, Pauline is two-timing. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's go. Uh, let's go north and put on my costume again. Okay. And then south and talk to Leopold as Sid, and show him the script as Sid. Um, show script. When you talk to him, it's the out of prison again naturally thing. Yeah. Uh, Leopold. What's that you've got there? Leopold asks. You smirk with unconscionable smugness. It's a script. I'm going to be a star, you say. I imagine you must think so, but you're no star, Sydney. You're a black hole. Ooh, nice. Ooh. You grimace at the disquieting veracity of Leopold's words. <laughs> point the gun at Leopold. Okay. I'm ready to start. Oh, he says, put that thing down. You're liable to hurt yourself. Well, I'm ready to start shooting some people now. So we'll shoot Leopold. Yeah, Leopold. Come now, Sydney. Calm yourself, the old man cries. But it is too late for him. You fire the gun into his heart. The heart that could never bring itself to feel love. It will never feel anything again. Craverly falls to the floor, dead. All right. And now I'll go north. I'm going to go tell Pauline what I've done. Okay. I don't know how do you tell Pauline what you've done. Well, I'll see if, if I'll see if the script changes at all. Um, I talked to her. She says you came back to me. Show script to Pauline. This is my certificate of release from prison. Can we take Leopold's cane now that he's dead? Oh yeah, oh, man. Oh yeah. All right, let's go back to Leopold. No, you can't take the cane. Oh, I'm part of Leopold. <laughs> Heck and dang. I, I've seen that in games before. You try to take something from the dead person and it's still part of them. Yeah. Um, oh. Actually, there's an error. That last game we were playing, Afflicted, uh, there's an error in there where if you drop something into her chest cavity, into the uh, Sophia's chest cavity, it becomes hers and you can't get it back again. Yikes. Oh, no. So that was a problem for some players. Because oh, they put worst the feet nightmare. in there? Yeah, you put anything in there, uh, which again is not very realistic. <laughs> put all those pots and pans. <laughs> put all the pots and pans in there and you can't get them back. And then oh, you no. can put the thing that is supposed to go in there and, you, and it's gone forever. Wow. Um, all right, so back to this game. Um, yeah, so we can't get this cane, and uh, we can't talk to him anymore because he's dead now. All right, he's a dead end. Uh, <laughs> let's, go back to, let's go back to Gina. Okay. Here we are in Gina's pizzeria. All right, we, I guess um, I feel bad about shooting everybody, but... <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Am I on the right track? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
it's you know it's one of the cases where I think my character would do it, but I wouldn't. Um, am I wearing the glasses? Oh, let's check. Yes. All right. Well, let's shoot Gina now. Your gun screams as if in anger as it ejects its bullet straight into Gina's mortal coil. If she had any last words, it is too late for them now. She falls to the floor with a horrible slump, as dead as her Italian role model, Julius Caesar. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, That's great. All right, so there's only one more character to kill. Uh, let's okay. go to Pauline. Shoot. Shoot Pauline. You fire into Pauline's chest. The crack of the gunshot is drowned out by her desperate scream, but an instant later, her screaming ends. She's dead. Press any key to continue. All right, I'll press a key. (laughs) So what happens now? First of all, none of that happened. You mean like we're going to say it was a dream? No, I mean, we're going to scrap all of it and start from scratch. Nobody had a dream. Nobody got shot. Nothing. We're going to air a rerun, and then we're going to hire a new writer, and we're going to do a real episode with a plot, and you are forbidden from improvising. Never again. (laughs) That's a good ending. (laughs) Tune in next week. Yeah. We we did not win. (laughs) Is that the only ending? (laughs) No. No. Oh, there's a good um, ending. There's, um, there's uh, other endings. Okay. There's definitely an ending for shooting yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that ending changes depending on whether you've shot everyone else first. <laughs> no, that can't be right because you, you, you when you shoot it. the last person, you, yeah. the game yeah. ends. Then you can't I don't know. shoot yourself. Well, I was also puzzled that the one character seemed to disappear after she disappeared from the break room that she never showed up again. Well, Lane... Yeah. In the break room is the actress who plays Gina. Ah. Okay. Oh, now I'm beginning to understand. And then that's why that's why Pauline had two different names also. She was Jane Ann and Pauline. That's not exactly what was going on. The thing <laughs> with Pauline and Janine is um while I was writing this, I couldn't remember what her name was. <laughs> oh. And I noticed that I was had write, written it two different ways. Then I figured that uh, we'll just pretend as, it... as useless as it, at his job or her job as this uh, uh, doctor actor is, probably the actor can't remember the name either, and so it <laughs> intentionally alternates. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I feel like this is an actor who has been on this soap opera for a really long time, and just kind of arrives and puts on the lab coat and phones it in every week. Yeah. They're usually cue cards. Yeah. I have one more. Can we restart it? I've got one more ending I want to try for here. Absolutely. So uh, we're restarted. We are the doctor. We're in Pauline's room. So we're going to go east. I want to go straight down to the break room. Okay. And then talk to uh, whoever's in the break room. Lane, yeah. Uh, she says, oh, yeah, I should be in the pizzeria, and she leaves. All right, take the script. Okay. Go to the pizzeria. Okay. Show script to... Oh, Gina is here. No, I was going to oh. see if uh, I'm in a relationship with her also. Kiss Gina. Oh, you want to kiss Gina? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gina. 
What are you doing? Gina asks as you approach her. Let me show you, you say, as you put her arms around your body and tenderly meet her lips against yours. <laughs> Gina, meet her lips against yours. That's what kissing is. <laughs> yeah. Gina yields passionately to your embrace, but then the moment is over. This can never happen again, Gina whispers. Can we kiss Leopold? Well, why not? Yeah, yeah all right. I'm sad that you don't want to kiss Gina again, but okay. Oh, oh! I thought she said it could never happen again. All right, let's kiss Gina a second time. Yeah. And then I'll come back as the Sid, and I'll kiss her as Sid. (laughs) (laughs) You kiss Gina again. Again, you feel the warmth of bodily contact that you have been craving for so long. Again, Gina says that this can never happen again. And again? (laughs) Yep. It's the same text. going on like that. All right. Okay. Forever. So then now we're going to go to Leopold. Okay. Here he is. All right. Well, see how he responds. <laughs> you rush boldly up to Leopold, and before he can react, you softly grab his head and press your lips against his lips. The meeting of your bodies is an explosive event, but it is not accompanied by a meeting of hearts. Oh, language, Leopold mutters, still embraced by your arms. I left my chances for love behind a long time ago. Don't turn out like me. Don't hold out hope for something that can never be. With an expression of tremendous emotion, you step away from him. Wow. That was powerful. Um, (laughs) Who writes this stuff? Who writes this stuff? Right. (laughs) Okay, can we put on the sunglasses and kiss everyone again? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wear sunglasses out in the hallway, of course. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I didn't take the sunglasses. Okay. Now I have them. Wear sunglasses. Who do you want to kiss first? Uh, I guess uh, Leopold. Okay. Leopold pushes you away. Forget it, Sid. I'm not one of those young people who melts in half when a criminal comes on to him. <laughs> right. I've been wondering about all those young people I saw on the streets melted in half. Um, so we'll go, we'll go to Gina and try that with her. Gina re- rebuffs your amorous advance. Sydney, I wouldn't kiss you with my dead husband's mouth. Wow. Wow, that is a. Yeah. Yeah. That's evocative. An expository. Yeah. Good writing. Good writing. I think every sentence in this game is good writing. All right. Um, go back to Pauline. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, um, I guess I'm Sid now. Give Pauline a kiss. We've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. She says it's been so long. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Uh Go out, uh, get the gun. Okay. Go back to Pauline. Gotcha. Point the gun at myself. You raise the gun to your temple. Pauline gasps. Talk to Pauline. Um, you shouldn't be here. What if the doctor, your twin, sees you? You leave the nerd to me, sugar babe. I've been dealing with that clamshell since the day we were both born. Okay, and then just to see the ending, I'm going to shoot shoot me. Uh, 
with the pistol with the pistol aimed at your temple, you almost pull the deadly trigger that could free the world from the scourge of the existence of the dastardly Sydney language, but you pull the gun away from your head suddenly. Sorry to disappoint you announce, but Sid language is going to be around a while longer. I've got things to do. You sneer menacingly. And X, examine me. You are Sydney language, feared and hated in the town of Craverly Heights and beyond. Only in appearance are you identical to Dr. Langridge, for in words and deeds you are the polar opposite of your do-gooder twin. All right. And then go out in the hall and examine me. You have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing at all. I think if you shoot me in the hallway, it says, on days like this, it's not the last thought that occurs to you. <laughs> Uh, take off the glasses. Okay. And uh, go into Pauline's room. Mm-hmm. And try shooting me now. I've had it, you announce. I can't go on. All the secrets. All the lies. I'm finished. This is the end for your beloved Dr. Langridge. And little do you know, the secret of Wendell's death dies with me. <gasps> Blam! <gasps> Press any key to continue. <gasps> okay, so this is misleading. Before we go any further, I want to say, um, this doesn't imply, or this doesn't mean that language actually knows what the secret of Wendell's death is. Yeah. Okay. He's just announcing that for the sake of drama. Oh. And so to actually figure it out, you have to do stuff as Sydney. Right. Super confusing, but that's uh-huh. uh, showbiz. Uh, why? <laughs> Why did you do that? It's like I said, I can't go on. I quit. Craverly Heights is a sinking ship, and this rat is jumping off. First of all, that remark is offensive to rats. Second, <laughs> you can't quit. Your contract has you in this studio for the next three years. Uh, well, what are you going to do? Dr. Langridge is dead. Oh, that's not a problem. We're bringing back your evil twin. The end. Um, I think I wrote this. I wrote this ending... And then I thought it would be cool if you could <laughs> wear sunglasses and be the evil twin. Oh. Okay. Huh. Um, I've run out of ideas on this one, so I don't know. What... Okay. Well, I, I think I remember, um, not the exact, but yeah. So I think the beautiful thing about soap operas is that pieces of paper can be basically anything. Mm-hmm. And I think we just have to show them to people in the right order. Yeah, because we show the, the paper and, to. Um, I understand. Yeah. Uh, so we showed it to Janine before, right. and you said they were test results, and you say I still need to analyze them. Mm-hmm. And then you showed them to Leopold, and he was like, "Well, what do they mean?" And you were like, "I don't okay. know." All Yet. Right. Yeah, and I think we still need to show them to Gina as yeah. the doctor. Okay, so are we the doctor currently? Yes. So now go change into go change into Sid and come back to see her again. Okay, here I am, Sid Langridge. All right, I'm going to show her the photo. Oh, I forgot to get the photo. I to get the, didn't get the photo. All right. <laughs> um. You remember why we killed him? Of course, Wendell kept trying to dig up the place where we buried the jewels. Um, 
<laughs> but someone else dug them up. But who else knew about the jewels? Only one person. <gasps> okay. Um, now show her the piece of paper, the script. Uh, this is my certificate of release from prison. All right. Um, okay, now we're going to leave and change back to the doctor. Okay. And now go back to talk to her. Show her the paper. Um, have you finished analyzing the test results? Pauline asks. You frown. I'm afraid not. Soon, though, unquote, you hope. Maybe my mother can help, says Pauline. Very good idea, Janine. I'll see what she has to say. You cough. I mean, Pauline. All right. So now we're <laughs> going to go to see Gina. Okay. Here's Gina's pizzeria. Show her the script. Show script to Gina. I wanted to show you these test results, you say, thrusting the papers into Gina's motherly hands. <laughs> she looked them over with an expression that changes from skeptical to interested to astonished. Doc, this means... You lean in closer. This means... Gina stammers. Pauline's father is... Your eyes widen. Of course. Okay. okay. So we'll take the script back to... Uh, show her the script again and see if that text changes. I don't need these, exclaims Gina. Pauline needs to know... Oh, sorry. Pauline needs to find out who her real father is, and so does her father. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, my goodness. All right, now we're going to go see Leopold. Okay. He's the only possible father. <laughs> He's the only guy who's in the <laughs> office today. All right. Yeah. Uh, here's Leopold Craverly. I did Show him the test. In every right. way. Show... Show him the test. Um, when... You bring the papers on stage. The printed name of the papers in your inventory changes from script to papers. And then after you show them to Pauline, it changes to test results, as long as mm. you're on stage. To Leopold. Okay. What's this? Leopold asks, eyeing the papers with inexplicable trepidation. These are test results. Pauline's test results, you say, extremely meaningfully. They constitute conclusive proof that you are Pauline's father. The weight of this revelation nearly knocks Leopold onto the floor. He grasps his cane all the tighter and mutters, Nineteen years ago, the train tunnel claps. Then you say, The un underground gases that seeped into the tunnel caused amnesia in all of the passengers, you explain. Nobody on the train could remember what happened before the rescue team arrived. But now we know about one thing that definitely did happen. You and Gina conceived a child. A child that desperately needs a medical procedure she can't afford. I'll pay every cent! Leopold is on the verge of tears. I have a daughter. The Craverly line will go on. Press any key to continue. <laughs> Yay! And fade to black. See, everything worked out fine. So Pauline's going to be okay? Of course, we were never going to kill her off. She just has to stay in that bed until Lisa has her baby, but we'll figure that out. The director leans back and sighs. Now, you guys did a good job out there today. I don't want to diminish the enormity of your accomplishment, but before we get working on number 6002, we got to get one thing done. we got to hire a flippin' writer. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Um, All right. Well, we got three endings. Yeah. I'm good yeah. with that. Yeah. We still don't know what happened yeah. to Wendell the dog, but we can leave that as an exercise for the listener as they play on their own the game of Craverly Heights. <laughs> Craverly Heights. Was that guys. Re- what? Was that released for a competition ever? Or? No. Um, this was is... written like really fast in like a couple of weeks. Mm. And it uh, was only released on Playfic. And it says okay. here that it was played 2,332 times. And because it isn't released anywhere wow. else, I tend to believe that it was played exactly that many times. Okay. In, in all of history. Well, that's pretty good. Oh, thank a lot you. Of people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you for right. playing. Thank you for thank writing you a game. For <laughs> thanking me for writing a game. Thank you, listeners, for thanking me for... No, thank you for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Doug, for being on for a real. podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'll look forward to uh, hearing the final edit. Sure. Great. All the cusses will be removed. And it'll, instead of what it really said, it will say, we need to hire a flippin' writer. <laughs> <laughs>